0: If you want to see America's future as it pertains to electric vehicles, look to the east. Hi, I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angle is brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, I saw a story today. I believe it was in the Wall Street Journal, but I may be mistaken about that. Uh, about the problems with electric vehicles in China. And those problems are that uh, inventory continues to grow as subsidies from the government to buy those cars are slashed and people are not buying them. Um, They are, at the same time, the government is mandating that companies make them and increase production of them. And I just thought, gentlemen, that it was a perfect picture of this uh, issue that we're constantly talking about when it comes to free market and government interference in those free markets that usually come in one of two major forms. One is mandates to do something. In this case, in China, it's production of more electric vehicles. And the other is subsidies designed to induce you to do something, Uh, in this case, to buy more electric vehicles. And in both cases, they're finding that that is uh, running into a brick wall, and we're seeing some of the same early signs here in the United States. Tesla has had to reduce pricing on some of its vehicles, um, and they um, are—the Wall Street Journal board is forecasting that the same thing that's happening there is going to happen here, but guess who's going to pay for it? people who buy gasoline-powered vehicles in the United States because the companies, the big three primarily and others that also produce gasoline-powered vehicles have to make up their losses on the electric vehicles in some way. And so that means higher prices for the kind of cars that most people want to buy. Uh, Stephen Green, I, I don't know that there is a more vivid way of explaining to people um, how this system works. Because in general, Steve, I think people say, well, isn't it good that if you want more of something, you should subsidize it by giving tax breaks to people? And, uh, and therefore, it's a good thing that we have more electric cars because it's good for the environment. It's innovation. It's exciting. It provides some American jobs. Uh, shouldn't we uh, want the government to subsidize this kind of behavior. Uh, China notwithstanding, Steve, is there an argument against the U.S. government getting more active, or California for that matter, getting more active in subsidizing the production of uh, or the sales of electric vehicles?
1: Yeah, who is this we, Kimo Sabe? Uh <laughs> cer- Certainly not me. Um, oh, man. The thing is, you, you said that uh, in, in the future, the buyers of gasoline cars are going to have to, to pay for these subsidies. The fact is, we already are. Uh, There was a story in the Wall Street Journal this morning about, uh, then we're taping this on Tuesday, uh, on how just unaffordable new cars are becoming uh the average price of a of a new car is now forty eight thousand dollars there's only one car for sale in this country under new car for sale in this country under twenty thousand dollars like 1999 nine and it's a mitsubishi that and mitsubishi hmm. sells seven cars a year in this country now seven cars uh, <laughs> that's not that's not much bring a, back the yugo and that's not much of an exaggeration uh they sell they yeah. sell one model and it sells literally in the tens um in any case, um, the measure that stuck in my head of just how unaffordable traditional cars have become, uh, internal combustion engine cars have become, is before the pandemic, it costs, this is again from the Wall Street Journal story, it costs 33 weeks of wages to, or 33 months of wages to, or weeks, I can't, oh shoot, I can't remember the figure now. I, I knew I should have done, taken notes. Uh, it takes 33 uh, uh paychecks I believe full yeah. paychecks to pay off the value of a new car pre-pandemic now it's up to 42 so it's increased by almost a third in 3 years this is far faster than the rest of the the, the rate of inflation some of that is due to supply chain issues on just getting enough computer chips to run everything so you don't, you need the the low tech processors that come out of China and it's 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 just been a mess with their lockdowns and everything um, but we're already paying for these subsidies through these higher vehicle prices, and as a uh, commenter uh, reflected on this story that I read this morning, um, it's also inflating the prices of used cars because people don't want to buy these electric vehicles in the numbers that Washington is requ- and California and other places are requiring that they be built and and sold in, and so used car values are staying very very high because if you can't afford a new car and you don't want an electric vehicle you've got to go to the used car market to get that gasoline or diesel engine that you want right and so we're in this impossible situation where we have uh, regulated cars with these cafe standards and whatnot to try and bring them up to the amazing efficiency levels so you can't afford it meanwhile we're trying to bring down the price of electric vehicles to a point where they're affordable. We can't even do that. If we would just let the damn market work and people take their preferences, we would get to a place where more electric vehicles are being sold at an affordable rate because that's what free markets do, absent absent market warping subsidies. And people would still be able to afford the traditional cars that they actually want. And at this point, we've just got the worst of both worlds. And if there's a quicker way to sum up government intervention in the economy, I don't know what it is.
0: Bill, do you think it's a little bit crazy on my part to be making this analogy between communist China and the way we do things here in the United States? After all, we don't we don't oh, have no. nearly the kind of uh, command and control government that they have. Uh, yes, they're doing similar things uh, with with government subsidies. Uh, we we can't really mandate production. Uh, but there are uh, mandates that basically say by such and such year, you must have X percentage of your cars uh, being a renewable resource kind of vehicles. I forget what the term they use for that under those standards. Um, is it just not a fair comparison on my part to, to hammer the United States on issues re- around subsidies and mandates?
2: No, it's 100% fair. That's what totalitarian states do in order to um, engineer societies in the direction that they want them to go. And I think electric cars are, are just a great example of this. The, um, the uh, cattle prod behind this is, we must save the planet, the dying planet. Uh, and so, um, with that, with that behind every single element of every single product ever made, uh, green or green, 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 the planet's going to die. If you don't buy this electric car, we're, we're, we're all going to... I can't remember whether we're going to burn first or drown, but it was one of those two. So so, so—you've got, you've got a society-wide shared belief now in doomsday if you don't do X according to whatever people are wanting you to do. But the one thing that we can talk about now that we couldn't talk about even five years ago, because up until several years ago, electric cars were such a novelty that you couldn't really get a serious handle on on what their impact is. You know, they're just weird things driven by weird people. And and I think the the short form about electric cars is, is that they actually pretty good for urban environments or at the very oh, yeah. most suburban environments. In other words, if you don't drive more than 25 or 30 miles a day and you can charge your car at home, then they're convenient. But in terms of anything that requires uh, long-distance travel on the road, forget about the range, the, the
1: recharge.
2: The recharge time is forty-five minutes, fifty minutes, you know. And 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 I've often thought. It'd be interesting to see how people would think about things if the electric car had come first. And now somebody says, "Along, oh, wait a minute, we found this stuff in the ground, and um, and if you put it in your car, you don't need to be uh, charged electrically, and and you can go 400 miles. 400 miles, that's insane. Well, you, we just carry the energy with you. Well, how do you? Ha- do you have to ship this stuff in? Is it you know? Is it radioactive? No, no, you just pump it out. You just pump it out like pump it in like water. <laughs> People'd be quite amazed by that. Yeah. And how? So was it, It's 400 miles. That must take two hours to recharge to refuel that thing. No, it's about eight minutes this this drive to electric cars is a drive towards urbanization it's a drive it, it is a society a societal mandate to not be able to go where you want to go and and just hit the road i'd love to say that this was just a one off but when you combine this with all of the you know the the you know the 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 UN's what is it, Century 21, that's a real estate company. The the, the, the Vision 21 thing yeah. where everybody's going to be living in cities and we're going to all have public transportation. Agenda. I think electric cars are a halfway house between real cars and public oh, transportation. Yep.
1: Yeah, you can't, a social credit scheme doesn't work if people can just get in their car and drive wherever they want to. You got to force them onto the exactly. bus. You got to force we, them onto the bus. Pay cash
2: train. for gas and go. Yes. So, so there is no explanation for it, uh, Scott. And, and, and of course- well, people think, "Oh, I'm driving an electric car." Well, so I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not contributing to um to uh, carbon footprint. Hmm. Well, there's a fairly good chance the electricity that you're driving your car on is is you you may be driving a coal powered car, <laughs> um, and almost certainly you are driving an oil powered car because that's where the electricity comes from. So. None of it makes sense and all of it is artificial. And yes, so yes, it's exactly like China. It is it is the government with an agenda using legislation to force businesses to do things that don't make any sense for them economically. I don't know how much money they've lost on electric trucks, which to me is insanity, But 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 I've heard it's billions of dollars of, of electric trucks that have been built and are just simply not selling, you, can't give them can't away. You can't
1: work with them. They don't tow, they don't haul.
2: Well, well of course yeah. not. Of course not. And, and the final thing I'll say about this is right now, People can at least justify themselves to some degree by saying, well, at least I can charge my car for free. I go down to Whole Foods and there's a charging station and I just plug my car in. But if you think that when the entire country is electrified that you're going to be able to charge your car for free, yeah. that you're just going to, that they're just going to have nothing but these power stations for you to plug in and, and just charge, no. And all you need to know about electric cars is California mandated, what, 2030 or 2035, all cars must be electric sold in this, new, new in this state. New registrations, yeah. 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 And two days later, they said, you're going to have to prepare to turn down the air conditioning because we don't have the electric grid to support what (laughs) we've what we've got now. We did a show where we said that somebody did an analysis and they said, if you're going to have an all electric uh, transportation fleet, we have to start building one gigawatt energy stations every four days or some some insane thing like that. Right. So it's not going to happen. The question is, what are they going to do when it doesn't happen?
0: Yeah, the uh, the company in Texas that is responsible for energy um, has repeatedly, in the last several uh, weeks, asked Texans to dial back their use of electricity because of the uh, temperature being above 100 degrees for a long time, and and we definitely need to conserve energy and. And we got a lot of Teslas here, I'll tell you that. Um, so uh, let me just see, tell you how I see this. Uh, first of all, in the in the Wall Street Journal story, they said some 400 Chinese electric vehicle companies have gone under in recent times because of this this dichotomy of the demand not keeping up with the mandates and the in you know and the people despite the subsidies, people are not buying them. So anyway, there, there are a lot of companies going going under, and I have no problem with companies in a a truly free market, uh, you know, failing to compete effectively and going under as a result of that. But when they're essentially induced to go into a business that they otherwise wouldn't do if they had to take the risk on their own or share the risk with voluntary investors, uh, right. The government is essentially tricking them into doing something that the government thinks that people should want, but people don't want anything other than what people want, and that's the problem with government. They think that we should want things, but but wanting doesn't work that way. Um, you know, there's uh, I had a neighbor when I lived in Pennsylvania who had uh, this cute little car, and on the side of it it said uh, zero emissions. And I told my wife that I always wanted to sneak over there at night with a magic marker and scribble on there emissions from the smokestack, not the tailpipe. (laughs) Exactly. that's, That's what zero emissions means. In any case, let me just say I want a Tesla. I think some of these new electric vehicles, the Rivian pickup truck, are very cool. I want one of those too. I just watched a video by my favorite uh, tech reviewer, Marquez Brownlee at MKBHD on YouTube, and he's reviewing this $2.4 million rocket ship electric car that in one day broke like 24 standing records for speed Jeez. and acceleration and braking and all this kind of stuff. Torque is amazing. It it you have to limit it, it, it or else they'll break your on. neck. And it can go, it can go from zero to 250 miles an hour and back to zero in less than 30 seconds. It goes from zero to 60 in less than two seconds. I think it was like 1.74 seconds. I mean, basically, the mm-hmm. speed of this vehicle is restrained only by the capacity of your vertebra to not snap. Yeah, they... they- <laughs> Yep. So so all of that to say, I think electric cars are some of the coolest things that are happening right now in technology. And I would love to have one, but not because I want some sort of government subsidy or not because I think that somehow, mystically, this is going to save the planet in, in a way that nothing else can. Uh, I don't believe any of that. You know, when I, hear, when I read the story in the Wall Street Journal Uh, about this problem with mandates and subsidies and the people not responding appropriately and companies going under and stuff like this. For some reason, it reminded me of tomatoes. And uh, tomatoes are really peculiar. If you've ever planted tomatoes, you will see this. Um, If you just leave the tomato plant to its own, it will produce an adequate supply of tomatoes uh, for you um, for a while. And, you know, and it's so, it's, it's very useful. But people aren't satisfied with an adequate supply of tomatoes. And so they build this cage around the tomato vines to support uh, the tomatoes. And so, and you kind of tie the plant to it loosely and and then it grows bigger than it normally would if it were just kind of laying on the ground and, and burdened by the weight of the tomatoes. And then this thing becomes like an unbelievable tomato machine that just cranks out more tomatoes than you know what to do with. And you got to go to work (laughs) with a basket of tomatoes every two days and give them away to your colleagues because you, you don't know what to do with all the tomatoes. But the problem is, if you took the cage off of the tomato vine, it would just collapse to the ground, and some of the tomatoes would rot because they would be laying on the ground, and it just, you know, it wouldn't work as well. And I think when government tries to jump in and help, even if it's from the best motivations, it's essentially like building that cage around the tomato vine. But the problem is the cage won't always be there. It can't always be there. It's not always going to be effective and at some point the government's going to say like the government of China is, well, we don't really we can't really support all this anymore. We've got other problems to deal with. And and then the plant just kind of collapses and the tomatoes rot on the ground. Um, I don't know if there's a way to persuade people who it, they, they make an equivalency between, uh, like, if, if I say I don't think the government should subsidize electric cars or mandate the manufacture of electric cars, they think I'm against innovation, against electric cars, against the environment, against all this kind of stuff. It's like, no, no, no. I think that we are going to develop some really great smoking hot electric vehicles, and I would like to own one of those at some point. Uh, but if you get the government involved in it, you are distorting the actual – motivations of individuals and you're setting up a false expectation that's bound to collapse when the government is no longer able to do what it said it would do or changes what it wants to do because some new hot thing came along because suddenly somebody figured out a way to, you know, to suck energy out of hydrogen. And so that's the new thing. And forget about the electric vehicles. Now we're going to do hydrogen vehicles. So just let people decide. You know, it's not let the markets decide. The markets, I hate to quote Mitt Romney in this, but markets are people, (laughs) you know? Markets are individuals. They're not some mass amalgam. And if you let individuals decide whether they want to start a company to make electric vehicles or whether they want to buy an electric car, then that will help keep prices under control. That will keep companies from racing ahead too rapidly beyond their resources and then suddenly collapsing when demand collapses. Um, it, it's just one of those things that I think we can't repeat too often because the more we go down this pathway of letting a few people at a remote capital decide what we want, the more we're going to wind up with things we don't want and the, the less we'll be able to get things we really do. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks to the members at BillWhittle.com for making Right Angle possible.